Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. Today we're talking about Prague, Czech Republic, a city that's near and dear to my heart. If you've ever thought about traveling to this city with your family or solo or with a loved one, this is the episode for you. I'm going to give you a lot of practical advice. I spent a lot of time in Prague in my youth and now I've returned and wanted to share with you some things that are the same, things that are you know different, and things that can help you have a great trip. Also, I wanted to announce uh, we split off the show into two different podcasts, so the headlines will now be found over at the World Travel Headlines Show. I'll link in the show notes, and the World Travel Dad Show will now be a strictly travel podcast. So, Prague is the capital of Czech Republic. You may see the term Czechia used um, lately. It's some kind of new term for the country, but for all intents and purposes, you can call it Czech Republic. Of course, this is part of the former Czechoslovakia. Following the uh, fall of the um, Berlin Wall and the Iron Curtain, the Czechoslovak people um, in a non-violent um, revolution um, kicked the communists out of their country. Uh, several years later, they um, had the Velvet Divorce where Czech Republic um, split from Slovakia. So now it's two different countries. You know, if you talk to people in the States... You talk to uh, like boomers in my family, like my mom, you know, you tell them you're going over to Czech Republic. And the first question is, you know, is it safe? Is it safe? The irony, of course, is that my mom traveled to all those places when she was young during the Iron Curtain days. And so um, I think she kind of forgot that she was such an intrepid traveler. But yes, Czech Republic is very safe these days. And it's not in Eastern Europe. It's firmly smack dab in Central Europe. It's actually more west than Austria. So some of the practicalities, uh, <clears throat> if you're flying into the international airport, it's about 30 kilometers from the center of Prague. And if you're, if you're on any kind of a budget, I highly recommend the Airport Express bus once you get to the airport. You'll see it marked as the AE. It'll pick you up right at the terminal. You can buy your tickets on the bus. It's about, uh, I think it'll be 50 crowns for each child um, under 
15 or 13, and then 100 crowns per adult. There was no extra fee for luggage. You know, sometimes these taxis will gouge you if you have a bunch of bags or something. Uh, Not on the Airport Express. They have racks set up to put your bags. And um, like I said, you buy the tickets on the bus. Completely convenient. The exchange rate right now is about 21 crowns to the dollar. So it should give you an idea. But a completely budget-conscious way to get into the center of city. <clears throat> the the AE, the Airport Express, the only one that I've ever taken, goes to Prague, Lani Nadrazi Central Station, which is a good you know starting off point for your trip. From Lani Nadrazi, you can get to various points. Um, you know, we stayed in our previous trip. We stayed in Vinoradi, which is Prague two. And so for many tourists, they don't ever get past Prague 1. That's the Stari Miesto. That's the old town. And it's a it's quite a great place. I mean, I, I don't blame you for spending a lot of time in old town, but, you know, you're not going to get the best hotel deals. So your best deals are going to be found in the surrounding regions, uh, you know, Prague 7, Prague 3, Zizhkov, um, Holy Shovitsa is across the river to the north. Um, there's a up-and-coming area called Karlin, K-A-R-L-I-N. That's a good place to look for um, lodging. So we were able to score a pretty good deal on an apartment in Vinorati. And this was about 67 U.S. dollars per night. We stayed for eight nights. And back, you know, 20 years ago, that wouldn't have really been considered that good of a deal. But these days, prices have gone way up. Like we talked about, the central banks have really done quite a number on the European economies. The The amount of inflation that's been created is just, it's maddening, it's frustrating, it's completely grinding economic activity to a halt. And you've got to make some tough choices, and you've, you've got to decide, you know, where you're going to save money and cut budget. So we scored this great deal. I don't know if this place would would have been this great price in the in the middle of summer, which is a very popular travel season. You know, that's another tip. I mean, always try to travel in spring or fall. Um, the weather is not going to be quite as good. You know, there's going to be some mildly kind of chilly days. But look, I mean, if you're if you're in Prague in the middle of the summer. It's going to be too hot. So that really, I think it behooves you to to find the shoulder season, as it were, you know, the sh- the, the sp- spring season. You can get a better hotel deal. Um, it, ha- it just so happens that Venerati is two stops on the metro once you get to the main train station. So that was a real good selling point for us as well. Once you get out of the Ipe um, Pavlova, um, station, which is on the the red line, the C metro line. It, it, the place was right there. So we had all of our bags. It was completely convenient. We actually had arrived at the train station from Eastern Czech Republic on a train, so we didn't have the, the airport experience until we left Prague. So f- 
first off, I highly recommend the tra- uh, the subway system. There's three lines. There's a green, there's a yellow, and a red. It's very simple. It'll get you to most major points. When we were in the station, we would purchase 24-hour travel tickets. We were told by a station agent that we did not have to purchase for the kids. There, I read a blog that said we had to buy some kind of card to avail ourselves of, of that deal, but uh, she didn't seem to think so. She said, kids are free, don't worry about it, and you can walk right through. They don't have turnstiles, so if you have kids you know, under 12 or 13 at least, don't buy them a ticket. Just buy your adult 24-hour ticket, and that's good on all buses, trams, and subway. The main tram you're going to want to look at is the 22 from from where we are, from the uh, Prague to Vinarati, that tram will take you all the way up past the Prague Castle. So it's really, it gives you a, a lot of bang for your buck. Um, gets you all the way up past the castle. If you, Once you see the castle, you'll notice that it's very high up on a hill. And you'd have to do quite a bit of walking, which we did one day, up to the castle. And by the time you do all that walking uphill, you don't really have a lot of energy left to explore the castle grounds. So I do recommend the 22 tram. And then once you're done exploring the castle, you can walk back down. And that takes you across Charles Bridge and the tourist areas right in the old town. Okay, so what you should expect as far as meal costs, you know, much to my dismay, uh, Prague's no longer... A very cheap city for food. Um, we would we would pay about two hundred and fifty crowns for a for an entree, two hundred fifty karuna. You know, so that's that's about thirteen dollars. You know, thirteen U.S. dollars for a, for a big entree. So you might want to think about you know these portions can be pretty big. You can probably split something with your kid. Not a lot of places we went um, had kids meals. Um, if you are staying in Prague too, I'll go ahead and link to the Parliament restaurant. This is a place we found randomly walking around the um, Namiesti Miru, which is kind of a large church in that area, um, dedicated to uh, St. Ludmila, um, who's an important figure. And it's a nice little square. Um, and again, it's past the tourist zone. It's past Newtown where a lot of tourists kind of stop. They don't go beyond there. You know, I cert- when I was a kid, we certainly didn't spend much time. You know, we spent most of our time in the old town. But um, if you're you know if you're budget conscious, you want to get beyond that old town and Newtown area. And uh, this Parliament restaurant was great. I'll link to it in the show notes. They did have a kids menu that was terrific. They had a little kids play area, so I highly recommend that. But beer lovers will be happy because beer is still relatively cheap. You know, it's a couple of dollars for for a, about a about a half liter, about a point four. And I talked at length about this in the Prague or in the Czech beer episode, so I don't need to get too much into it here. Although I like beer so much, I you know I like to talk about it. I like to think about it. I sometimes dream about it, which could be you know a problem, something to think about. The cuisine in Czech Republic is uh, better than I remember. It's very hearty. A lot of, uh, you know, these potato and bread dumplings. Uh, 
uh, some beef goulash, uh, a lot of pork. The pork knuckle is unbelievable. I talked about it on the last episode. So one thing to think about is, you know, it's pretty easy to spend a day or two in, in just the old town and knock out all those sites. I mean, that's that's going to be the first thing you want to do. You want to go right down to the old town. You want to see the, the teen church, which is one of the more magnificent, um, you know, buildings that you'll see in Europe. Um, there's the astronomical clock. We actually learned of a fun story. Um, if you look around the astronomical clock, there are 27 crosses on the ground. These represent 27 um, revolutionaries that tried to overthrow the uh, Austro-Hungarian Empire and I believe the 1600s, and they uh, failed fairly miserably, but, you know, it was a valiant effort. They were all taken to Prague and beheaded right there in, in town, all 27 of them. The uprising actually started in, in Krumlov, which is a town in the south, um, but in order to commemorate these brave souls, they put 27 crosses on the ground. The astronomical clock every hour is, is a fun little um, procession um, of these little figures that are patron saint characters um, up in the near the clock. So you got to see that at least once. You'll see crowds start to kind of gather about 15 minutes out from the hour. Definitely, you know, spend a couple hours exploring all the lanes and the back streets around Old Town. Um, just because you're in Old Town doesn't mean you're going to get ripped off at a restaurant. There are a couple of decent ones, but, you know, if you if you go to the, the ones right on the Old Town Square, I mean, prices have to be astronomical at this point. So, I mean, be careful. Then there's the Karluv Street, the Charles Street, which goes... I believe it's called like the Golden Way, and it goes. Um, you know, Zlata is golden in Prague, so but it's the main street that goes to Charles Bridge. It's completely overrun with tourist shops. I mean, it was 20 years ago. It hasn't gotten any better. So you, you walk through that necessary evil, um, but you know the kids like the candy stores and whatnot. So we did that once, and then we. You walk out to the to the bridge. Charles Bridge is fascinating. It's beautiful. And then, you know, you you can kind of spend a day just touring those areas. But then the question is, well, what do you do after that? Well, what we ended up doing is going south from the bridge. We went to an, an old bar called You Fleck You. Talked about it in the last episode. Uh, it's been there since 1499. And uh, the beer is terrific. It's a, there's a light or a dark. That's, those are your only choice choices. A little bit expensive on the pricing. A little, little gruff on the service. If you go f- farther south, you go to the second castle called Vishrad. And that's a, that's a very impressive castle area. Not many people make it down there. Um, I highly recommend you spend some time to try to get to it. Um, you can either walk... And it's a nice walk along the river. I actually jogged it a couple of times, or you can um, you can take a you can take a uh, tram. There's a tram down there that goes to the um, uh, Pankrets stop, I think. Um, and um, it's certainly not as impressive as the Prague Castle, but it's a nice secondary castle with some parks around it. 
an interesting neighborhood right on the edge there of Prague 2 of uh, Vienerati. On the opposite end of town, um, across the bridge of Revolutionary Street, there's, of course, the um, Lenke Park, um, the, the summer park on the top of the hill there. There are two beer gardens. There's one that's a little more expensive and a little kind of nicer. And then there's a cheap one that's just west of the expensive one. And that's like the true cheap, you know, feel. Um, a lot lot cheaper, but it's kind of rustic, a little rundown. We, of course, did kind of a crawl. We did both of them. I, I prefer the kind of the nicer one because you get to... You do reusable cups. Um, they serve you some Pilsner Raquel. And, of course, the price up there is going to be cheaper than any restaurant. So that's a nice place. If the weather's nice, you spend a couple of days there. Bring some cards. Uh, there's a Patonk court. We didn't see the balls, but, um, you know, if you can, if somebody has a set up there, they they might they might rent them. Sometimes those courts will have a, a place to rent them nearby if you're a huge Patonk fan. Uh, my wife's a gigantic Patonk fan, so that's always something we consider. Some of the other neighborhoods of note, of course, Zizkov, Z-I-Z-K-O-V, that's always been popular. That was like the cool, hip place 20 years ago. It's out by the TV tower. I never really venture there much. It kind of falls flat for me a little bit. It's a little bit kind of speakeasy it's kind of got the communist architecture you really have to know where you're going but these days there are some cool breweries out there there's a wine bar i mentioned carlin carlin is the up-and-comer you know this is the place you know i'm kicking myself if you had you could have could have bought some property you know 20 years ago and you'd you'd be up 10x by now i'm not kidding i mean it's it's that type of uh development going on and um but you know um should woulda coulda you know if i had done everything i should have i wouldn't be doing this podcast that's for sure so my trip to prague this time was a lot less you know beer drinking a lot less partying and a lot more enjoying kind of nature and and just seeing prague as it currently is which is a very livable city yeah, this is the kind of place you could see yourself living. It's uh, it's come a, a really long way since the fall of communism. The standard of living in in Prague, especially and in Czech Republic in general, has gone up quite a bit. Um, there's there's a there's quite a developing middle class. Of course, inflation is a huge problem in you know Czech Republic, Poland. You know, these are well over double-digit inflation rates, and it really is is becoming quite a problem. But, you know, if you're only in Prague for a week, um, just relax. You know, you're, you're going to pay a lot less than, than you will in in a lot of other cities. Um, but I, I guess, let me correct that, not a lot less. You'll still pay less, but it's not like it used to be. But, you know, on the other hand, the, the quality of the services has gone up. You're going to get better food than I recall. I mean, I recall some of these restaurants. I can't even believe we went into some of these places 20 years ago. And now you can't even really find those holes in the wall type of restaurants. Everything downtown's pretty corporate, um, you know, pretty well done. 
And so there's, there's good and bad. So really I, you just have to change your frame of reference. It's Prague's no longer the Eastern European backpacker zone. It's now become more of like an international world-class city, certainly livable, lots of parks. You know, we ended up going to a grocery store and doing a lot of cooking and that really kind of helps stretch your budget. Definitely take advantage of the beer. I was so proud of my wife. She was even drinking a lot of beer this time. And I couldn't be happier. And it's really good stuff. It, you know, it's fresh. I mean, we talked um, in the in the Czech beer episode, we talked about the different styles and how to order and how to not look like a tourist. So if you're going to if you're going to show up, if you're going to go to Prague, I, I recommend that episode which was, uh, I believe, last episode. And um, I kind of walked through some of the, the ways to order and how you can tell that the beer is fresh. I didn't have a, a bad beer the whole time. Definitely explore the Prague Castle. You know, you can buy a family ticket that was very reasonable. It costs us like $25 for the four of us. And you get four zones of the castle. And that was, um, that was a good value bomb there. Um, the highlight for us was the the uh, Zlaty Ulitsa, the Golden Way. Um, they had a really good array of midi- medieval weaponry and uh, really fun. I mean, that was um, that was a highlight as far as you know doing the sightseeing, which the kids aren't always excited about. So, in closing, I I highly recommend going to Prague for a week. Uh, you won't be disappointed, but it's going to take a little bit of advanced planning. If you have any questions, let me know. Of course, listen to the Czech beer episode if you're a beer fan. And uh, do do a little bit of, of digging beyond beyond the old town. Because I've talked to people in years past that only went for two or three nights. All they did was stay in the old town. Yes, it's impressive. But I think, I think you're missing an opportunity to see a more livable city. And to see some of the nuances that, uh, that make this such a special uh, city. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time. Sitting next to the Voltava River, which is the river that runs through the heart of Prague. But actually, I'm in Chesky Krumlov in South Bohemia. It's my last day here in Czech Republic, a country that I thought I sort of knew, but it showed me a lot of different layers on this trip. Uh, For one thing, I got to take my two children and my wife here and that was really a dream come true that talk about bucket list travel you know for me it's it's these places that are special to me and uh, taking the ones that I love and you know seeing new places as well and so just kind of reflecting on the last 18 days uh, Czech Republic is quite a bit more expensive than it used to be it's it's a lovely country, and you can still you can travel here on a budget, um, but you got to be careful. Uh, but if you with, with some advanced planning, you can really make it an affordable trip, and it really gives you that old world European uh, environment and experience in many of the small towns. And nowhere is that more apparent than, than Chesky Krumlov. If you stay right downtown, you're going to pay a lot. But if you, if you have a car, I recommend having a vehicle. We did not. We 
so we kind of were hamstrung a bit. But if you have a car, you, you don't have to stay at the expensive places. I'm sure there's plenty of budget-friendly accommodations and pensions. And But it's a cool spring morning, probably the last day we'll experience of spring as we head south to the Mediterranean climate and the heat and uh, good weather of the west coast of Turkey, the Aegean coast. Uh, with a quick stop over in Athens tonight for three nights, but I will—I'll uh, miss these uh, woods. You know, I like the woods here. I jogged quite a bit. I'm looking right now at the wooded hillside on a cloudy day, surrounding the Vltava River. Reporting from Old Town, Chesky Krumlov. Doesn't get more old world Europe than than this place. And uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely miss it. And you know, my son and I are already making our plans to come back here with a car in about three years. So until then, we'll uh, nestle it on you to to uh, Czech Republic.